Welcome to One Step Better, the podcast from Works. We're tackling topics to give you insight on a practical level to help your employees thrive in your organization and to help you become one step better every day towards being the leader that you want to be. Now, let's kick it over to the Works team. Hello, everybody. This is Mike Schaefer, and welcome to another episode of the One Step Better podcast. Today, I have Matt Patrick and Shelby Betts going to join me for a conversation, and we're going to be talking about DISC profiles. We've teased this in some earlier episodes and how we use DISC in our organization. But today, I want us to, to focus a little bit. We're going to go through a little bit about what the DISC characteristics are. We're going to explain a little bit of that on a high level, give you some resources if you want to dive a little bit deeper. And then we're just going to have a conversation around what our own DISC characteristics are and how that impacts us in everyday decision making and communication with everybody that we talk with on an ongoing basis. So before I jump into that stuff, I want to just kind of give everybody an understanding of what DISC is. DISC is really just a personality typing system, if you want to call it that, that has been developed for quite some time. It's very similar to Enneagram, or uh, it could be, you know, talked about in the same lens as Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders or Strength Builders. There's a lot of different personality typings out there. We settled on DISC specifically because it talks about communication techniques and, and how we talk with other people, whether that's on our own team or or vendors or customers, whatever it may be, and how it could help us raise the bar in our communication. And so I want to give you a, a quick rundown of what the DISC letters mean, and uh, then we're going to open up the conversation and get into some of the nuts and bolts about our own DISC profiles as a team here. DISC is D-I-S-C, and the D stands for decisive. You may also hear this referred to as dominant. The reality is the dominant personality or decisive personality type is focused on action, progress, and results. These are the people that are really looking to move things along. One of their greatest strengths is the ability to get things done, but at the same time, their greatest weaknesses can be running over people in the pursuit of progress. And so feelings aren't as big of a deal as getting something done. And so they're very action-oriented. You can think of a D personality as the people that are focusing on when. When is that going to get finished? When can I expect a result? And then the I is interactive. The I personality, they're focused on people, relationships, collaboration. These are your typically your more extroverted individuals. They like to talk. If you if you see them out in your organization, they're typically going to be the people that are interrupting the people that are actually trying to get work done. The greatest strength of the I is their ability to connect and work with and energize other people. These are great team players. We like them because they're fun to be around. They're creative in, in what they're doing. But one of the greatest weaknesses of the eye is their tendency to sacrifice productivity in order to be around other people. And so getting that stuff done that they need to get done isn't as high up on their list as having fun conversations or hanging out and being around other people. The S personality type is stable. The stable person is really focused on consistency, cooperation, other people. These are your, your another team player in your organization. They're really focused on helping other people. S's are great to be to, great to be around and great to have on the team because they are really steady and they're loyal. You're not going to find a lot of S's that are high turnover type employees. They're pretty consistent in where they're at. Now, one of the, the weaknesses that come with that is a lot of times your S's are, are a little more apt to stay where they're at. They're not looking for a lot of change all the time. They're asking the why questions though. And so they want to understand the bigger picture. They want to understand how their role fits into their bigger picture. And they really make great teachers and coaches. They're devoted to the team and they want to see the team move forward. And last up is the C personality type. The C stands for cautious. And the cautious is really can sometimes be seen as a as a negative term for the C personality type. I mean, it's not really meant to be that way. 
the cautious personality is really focused on the details. They're wanting to see processes and data is that, that's very important to them. They're strong because they can handle a high degree of complexity and detail in order to move projects along. But at the same time, that personality type can get so entrapped in the details that it's hard for them to move forward. We like the C personality types because they have some of the highest quality control interest in your entire organization. They're really, really focused on how things get done and making sure that it's getting done in a way that has is of high quality. And so those are that's a very quick, big picture overview of the DISC personality types. You can read a lot more about DISC. Uh, just Google DISC assessments or DISC personality types and you can read a lot about it. There's a lot of good content out there, but I wanna talk today specifically about why we have settled on DISC, why we use that and how we use that inside of our organization. And I'm going to talk at kind of towards the end of today's conversation about some of the pitfalls of using not just the DISC personality typing, but any personality typing stuff. And so, Matt, I want you to kind of give us an understanding of in, in the DISE spectrum, where you fall and how that affects you in the day-to-day. Okay. So I am a DI. That means I am a very high D and a very high I. And by high D and high mean high I, I am pegged. So I have 100% on a 0 to 100 scale of both D and I, and I have basically a 10 scale on my S and C. So that means I am very much driven on the when and also a lot of things around people. So I'm an, I'm an extra extrovert. I'm the person who's interrupting. I'm the one throwing wrenches. But I'm also the, the life of the party sometimes, when, at least when it comes to my <laughs> natural disc. We'll talk a little bit today about natural versus adaptive, but my natural disc is, yeah, I like to be, I'm kind of a leader. I've been a leader since I was a little kid, but I also want to, you know, I'm the one who wanted to make teams and play games and recess. I'm also the one that was first one who was like, okay, let's have a party at somebody's house or whatever. That's kind of the same thing that I would do now. So my D is, it is hard when I interact with harder for me to interact with people that do not have that matching disc, which is the same as a lot of other people. My wife, as an example, is a on a very low D and a very low I, an extremely high S and extremely high C. You know, it's interesting. So normally, whenever you take a DISC assessment or really any type of personality types, there is a spectrum. And so it can range from high, low. And we talk about that. Your DISC profile specifically is pretty unique in mm-hmm. that yes. it is it is literally like 100, 100, 0, 0. Almost, yeah. There, I mean, it's, it's pretty darn close. Correct. That spectrum isn't as as evident in your disc profile correct mandy's your wife's on the other side is, is exact, exactly the opposite exactly that's the opposite. not exaggerating it is literally exactly the opposite it is and that everybody has always said that don't the difference between your disc and another person's disc and the difference is that is the amount of work you have to do to communicate and i would say that's probably true in our relationship also that means that my wife is a saint so um <laughs> And so she is the one who is constantly asking how we're going to do this and the why are we going to do this, not necessarily the when. <laughs> so she is definitely the sounding board and the one who grounds a lot of the risk taking that I probably would have done or the stupid decisions I would have made. So they've made it where we have a nice yin and yang balance. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. We're going to talk a lot about how you interact with different disc profiles or different personality types. Shelby, give us an understanding of what your disc profile is. Sure. So very similar to Matt, oddly enough, I am a high D, high I, very low S, very low C. I'm probably more on an 85-15 scale. So my natural style would be probably 100% I and 90% D and then C and S way down at the bottom. However, in a work situation, I changed just a little bit. And so there's, I mean, we're going to talk about that, but 
your natural style versus your adaptive style really just means that given your preference and social situations and you know who you're around you're going to exhibit certain behaviors and do certain things in those settings and sometimes of course professionally that changes a little bit just given the the job that you're in or the role that you're playing so for me extremely high eye and so coronavirus and COVID-19 has been extremely difficult social distancing is not the language of an eye <laughs> Not the love language, not the personality type. And so it's been difficult to navigate that. You know, you want to be respectful of, of people, but all of the eyes out there are like, but I need, I, I need, need to interaction. Get my I want a hug. <laughs> I've got I want a hug. Yeah. And so um, probably those people that are still saying, I refuse to wear masks and I refuse to, you know, uh, not go eat at restaurants, you know, don't look at them for being silly because they're probably just needing the human interaction. They're probably eyes. I've got to get out of my house. Before got I to get out of here. Craving so. something. Yeah. Right. And then of course, D similar to Matt is that means I'm direct and pretty open. And so if you ask me a question, you're going to get an honest answer. And sometimes that's to a fault. D people can be extremely direct and to the point, almost confrontational. And so that's something that as a as a high D, I have to kind of work towards understanding that not everybody communicates the same way as me. And so sometimes I, I get myself in situations where I have to backtrack. Um, that's one of the, I guess, one of the dangers of being a high D and you have to really you know, be aware of that. So yep, high D, high I, super sociable, make decisions really quickly. And so my husband, he's always like, just give me 24 hours. You know, like I wake up and I'm like, we're going to do this today. And he's like, okay, let's make that purchase tomorrow. You know, that's like the way that we kind of ground each other is we're not doing that crazy thing. I usually today. say, hey, Mindy, I bought this thing. And she goes, what'd you do? That's yeah. Do ask permission later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. You talk about Kevin is, is Kevin the opposite profile as you or yes. close to it? so you know in the grid you have d to the like if you think of it in a circle you have d to the left i is to the right and the top and then s and c are excuse me c and then s are at the bottom so if you were to look diagonally across from a d is the s so kevin is a super high s and then of course he's got a little bit of c and so yes we're exact opposite on the on the it's interesting assessment. how that plays out i think it's important to understand that when we talk about these different personality types it's not in the framework of right wrong good bad it is what it is. This is who you are. This is who you're designed to be. And you're not designed to be anybody other than yourself. And so, you know, we talk about, because every all three yep. of us are Ds. We're high Ds. And so it's easy for me, we would talk about Ds as saying, well, Ds the best. Because What's that's the best? We don't, let's be us. All of us Ds think we are the best. But whenever we're wrong. I recently did a workshop with about 15 people, we were talking about DISC. And one of the things that came up in that is... They are not Ds. They were, there was maybe one person in that entire group that was a high D. Everybody else was was low Ds. And we started talking about the D personality. It was I had to kind of put their minds at ease and say, look, this is the D, the high D person isn't trying to be a jerk when you think they're being a jerk. They're just being who they are, which is a direct person. And, and when you talk to them in a direct way, that's how they understand things the best. And so it's, it, it, you know, we, we talked about it that the, the weakness of a D or one of their downsides is that it can come across as I'm just going to railroad somebody. And that's not the case. That's not the intention. When you make those decisions that maybe are lending itself to a high D personality type, it's not that you're trying to just make decisions and move on. It's that we're just trying to make something happen. Decide. Make a decision and move on. Yeah. You know, you talk about the positives and, you know, the negatives. I think it's good to, to recognize 
recognize like in a workplace and even just in like your friendships like outside of work it's good that you have people on your team that are very different from you even though you may struggle to communicate your skill sets and gifts can be displayed in a different way so not to clout our podcaster here but you know who's recording our podcast is our marketing gal and she's got an extremely C high C personality type which is super great because that means we don't have spelling mistakes on our website absolutely simple as that but if I were the one doing content I would probably miss those things that's not a weakness of a C a C is going to pay attention to the details and sometimes you need extremely detail-oriented people uh, to carry out your mission and so there's there's positives and negatives to both but I think that it's important to understand how they complement one another as well. well I like the idea of it as you said earlier it's a circle so a circle's not complete without all the pieces so you have to have all four you know people on your team kind of interacting together to kind of be the best team you can be I think it's important to have all the different personality types it's you know it's the diversification of everything but you know, one of the things is personality as well and I think that circle is a good representation of that. I, I think about it like this, especially for the, the D's. Everybody's been in a situation where they're going to go out to eat as a as a bunch of friends, and everybody's looking around and saying, "All right, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go?" Where we... At gonna... some point, the D is going to say, "We're going here. This is where we're going. <laughs> Let's go. The luck train is going. Hop on board." They're likely already heading in that direction. You just may not know it yet. You know, they're already Absolutely. walking towards their favorite restaurant. And... But the reverse of that is, if you ask your wife, hint, hint, who what is for dinner and what do you want you will always get the answer of I don't care what do you want so <laughs> yeah just, so let's, just you know, let you know that's absolutely true and I heard on a it was a different podcast that we were talking about this that was really helpful for me because as a high D a lack of decision making can be a point of frustration for me in a big way I it just make a decision and move on why are we still talking about this is is way I feel but they brought out a good point that the the S personality type specifically that they're looking for the the benefit of the team and, and let's make sure that we're all moving together that when they don't make a decision it's not out of indecision it's they've already made the decision that whatever the team wants is going to be better than what I want and so it's not that they're unable to make a decision or that not even that they don't want to make a decision is that they already have have made the decision so and the decision about, is what the team wants is what I want. It's the why question, not the what question, yeah, I guess. Is yeah. It, yeah. I want to go out with everybody and have a good time and be a part of something. Yeah, I like that answer. If we go to Babaloo's or Brookhaven or Patrick's or Pyros, doesn't matter. Right. Where we go doesn't matter. Being there with everybody is yeah. what matters. Why we're going to and is why. That helped me understand, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't get so frustrated with those S's and those C's because the eventually, reality though, is. Eventually, wife, my wife will hopefully pick dinner one time. I just want to do it <laughs> just one time in 25 years. <laughs> One of these days. One, right? of, these one days. of these days. Mike, you didn't let us know your disc. Yeah, so I am about a hundred percent on the D side and my my next closest is an I or a C depending upon uh, circumstances. If you just look at my, what what they consider the natural disc, I'm a DC, but my adaptive is DI. In situations like this where talking is is important, if we had a podcast where nobody says anything, it's a pretty boring podcast. I can I can talk for a long time and it's fine. So what uh, situation are you an SC in? A C is my natural, if I'm just hanging out okay. by myself, that's where my C comes out. I like to make quick decisions, but how those decisions affect everybody else is very high on my priority list. Uh, I try to think things through as thoroughly as possible because I I need the decision to be made, but I also need the, the how or the implementation of that decision to be as smooth as possible. And so my eye is what fluctuates up and down pretty heavily. And all that's to say, and, and, and nobody is 
you know, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but you know, disc profiles are not a straitjacket. It's not, this is who you are and you can never change and you're stuck to that. Definitely fluid, right? Everything can adapt. And the adaptation is just like a battery. You know, I have Hudson, my five-year-old has a big power wheels, John Deere tractor, and it has two gears, fast and normal. And if we put that thing in normal, it will go for probably a couple hours without any issues. But as soon as you put that thing in the fast gear, the battery drains in no time. Like he's riding down the driveway, he gets to the end of the driveway and he's done, he's gotta push it back up. Like it just drains super fast. And that's what the adaptive disc is. As, as If I'm natural high eye and I find myself in a quarantine situation where I can't talk, my battery's draining faster. And so I need to go talk to somebody to, to charge up the batteries. And so that's what it is for my eye. When, in, when I'm in a situation where I need to be more interactive, to talk to people more and collaborate more, I can, but that's not as natural for me as well, I'm just going to go knock this out myself. Well, that, and, and I can see that being a challenge for people, you know, you think of the whole disc, you know, I am not an SC, which is, I would say, is a traditional accountant disc. You would see yep. it. Very you would think of an accountant as an SC. They like routine. They like it to be super right. Team player. So during tax season, obviously, every year for the last 25 years, we have to make sure we get all the tax work done, and it has to be right. And so you obviously have your tendencies where you are going through, we have set up processes to create accuracy and we follow systems and routine. So those are not my natural leanings. However, it does lend itself to better work quality than a DI would generally probably would. And so it has allowed me to follow those processes, but it is draining over time, year in and year out. And you start thinking through that process and going, oh gosh, there's another tax season. But you, if you don't follow those things, it's very easy to get yourself where the quality is not what you want. So you, it is where I think it's the fluidity of knowing your role. So if you're in a sales role, for instance, and talking to maybe a high C, you know, there's a, that's a different discussion than if you're talking to a high D. And so we'll talk about that, I think, coming up here. Yeah. So one of the things that, that we did is we took the disc profile. Everybody on our team goes through that process. They take an assessment, and that turns into a little placard that sits on their desk where they work. It has their picture, their name, title, all that stuff. But it also is displaying about three or so high-level characteristics of what their specific disc profile is. And it also gives a chart of that disc profile. The reason that we do that is because it's a, it's greatly improved our ability to communicate as a team. Matt, can you talk about a little a little about why we did that and, mm -hmm. and how the effects of having everybody's disc profiles really helped out? So one of the things, uh, we were fortunate enough, we've said it a couple of times on a couple of podcasts since we started this, but we're fortunate enough to go visit Dave Ramsey's offices in Nashville. And he has an entree leadership workshop that he puts on where we have a boot camp. Boot camp. And one of those things was we were allowed to look at their offices and, uh, and they had these profile sheets on everybody's desk. And, and I started asking the question, why do you guys do that? Well, when you're talking to somebody, it's really important for you to understand where they're coming from and where you're coming from. And it lets you kind of identify maybe how you should be communicating with that person. And likewise, if they work, you know, they could your office. So it was a way for us to kind of look at it. We, we basically stole the idea from them, but I, I like it because it does allow us to kind of truly, when we are communicating with our team, have a constant reminder of communication. So the communication style that we are having and we have. So if we're emailing a, a staff uh, or I'm, if I'm emailing a staff person, if I know their disc, I may communicate differently to them versus if I know they're a D, I may just have a one word answer and they're, they're okay with that answer. So you just have to think through who you're communicating with and their 
disc profile and how you want to work with them. So I may need to be more detailed with a high C. If I'm training a high C, I need to make sure I go through all the details. But if I'm if I'm training D, for instance, I may go through beer's big picture. Here's what we're trying to accomplish. Now go try to figure it out and tell me what's broken, then we'll come back and get together again. So it's just a different, different way to communicate with each other on the team. And a lot of times it's important as a as a leader or just anybody that's in an organization that has to communicate with somebody yep. else. It's important to try to get on the same page as fast as possible. It's going to speed up your communication. It's going to be more clear, all of those things. We don't have to read the minds of our people anymore because it's clearly stated on their desk, this is what my natural communication style is going to be. I may be a high C, therefore give me some details. I may be a high S. I need to understand how this is going to affect everybody. I'm a high I, which means I probably don't need to do this in email. I need to go to them, you know, bring them a drink, and we're going to talk about this Let's for have a, a happy while. happy hour. Right. You know, when I was a new team member, when I first got started here, you know, obviously being a high I and a high D, one of the things that was extremely important to me was that I built trust and credibility with my new teammates. It's important that I have good working relationships. Like an I will not thrive in a place where they do not feel like it's home to them. And so I just knew that going out. And that was a really awesome thing when I would walk by somebody's desk and think, okay, can I get lunch with this person? Can I ask them to go get coffee? Or, you know, if they're an extremely like C detailed person, hitting them on their work day is probably not the best way to like gain their trust and so even just having the snapshot of you know walking by their desk and thinking oh that's another I that's definitely a lunch person um, I'm gonna ask them to lunch or you know hey that's a high S and C maybe I should like send them a calendar invite like hey meet me in the break room so we can chat so I'll say from that standpoint of being able to build trust and, and credibility amongst your coworkers, it's really helpful to kind of think through like how does this person like best interact can I kind of adapt my personality a little bit to meet their need instead of mine I agree. It's just a, we're a constant reminder, you know, that we've got to be thinking about how we're communicating. I have always found the disc to be somewhat predictive, but at the same time, it's important, like like I mentioned earlier, that it's not a straight jacket. Everybody is going to have different traits, different characteristics in different circumstances. And so we can't just simply say, hey, you know what, Mike, you're a, a DI or a DC. And so this is what I can expect out of you all the time. That's not the way that this works. The other thing that I think it's important to point out is that a disc can't be a weapon, right? I can't I can't sit there here and say, you know what, Shelby is a DI, therefore I'm going to go make her do all of these DI tasks because of whatever. Right. It's not something that could be weaponized and, and used against Yeah, and it can't be used as an excuse either, I would think, right, Mike? That's the important thing. <laughs> I can't simply say, oh, I was, I'm not a C, therefore I didn't, I didn't need to give you those details. I didn't spell it right. Oh, well, too bad. Yeah, that's right. not the intention here. This is, this is, the disc is meant to give you insight Correct. into who you are and into who other people are, but it's not as an excuse. Oh, I'm not that person. Therefore, you can't expect that of me. You know, if I have, a, for example, if I have a CFO, that's a low C, that's, he still better be really high detailed on my accounting work. Correct. My financials still better be right. They better be right. Yeah. I may not be as upset if, you know, he's misspelled profit and loss, but um, yeah, I would. <laughs> at the same time, the the numbers, you know, the, the, the stuff that matters better be better be correct. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of times it's easy to use a personality yeah. trait. And I will as be the excuse. first to admit, I probably have thrown that in my wife's face a little bit. Okay, whatever I see. Yeah. She does not like it when I say that, by yeah. the way. She does not like that at all. So <laughs> well, I try to avoid it, and it but it, I don't do it too often. 
in the same way, if, if somebody came to say, hey, you know what, you're you're high D or you're incapable of being a, a detailed person or you're incapable of caring about the team because you have no S and C. Well, that's not true and it's not fair either. Right, agree. And so we can't use it as a weapon. We can't use it as an excuse on either side of the conversation. Like we said in the beginning, there's no bad disc. There's no bad disc. But there are certain positions that lend itself towards other characteristics. Correct. You know, if I have a salesperson, what almost all of our salespeople are eyes having that personality type that is more that they're, they're, they get charged up by going and meeting with people and talking with people well that's a that's a really good thing to have doesn't mean that if i have a low eye that it can't be a successful salesperson but some personality types lend them, themselves towards specific jobs because of the task of the job it's a little more comfortable a little more natural for them to do that work shelby when you're meeting with a prospect how do you i mean first of all you're recognizing their disc pretty early in the conversation usually i'm guessing but then how do you adapt yourself or i say make sure that you're giving them the information they need to make the decision based on i'd say how they like to communicate best but also how they like to learn yeah so you know most salespeople do this but it's you know you're kind of tra- taught and trained very early on you know just as soon as you uh, walk into somebody's office what you're trying to do in that just few moments is like identify some things about them that you can relate to and kind of build from there people tend to be extremely open with personal details or extremely guarded and so that's that is in, in association with your disc but if I walk into an office and they've got you know Alabama stuff on the wall and they have pictures Ugh. of their kids and they have you know the, a map of all of the places they've been to it's a safe bet that they're probably another high eye and so my question to them is going to be like hey if it's if I'm meeting with them on a Thursday I'm like hey what are your weekend plans you know what are you doing this weekend if I walk into an office and it's bare bones and they've got their laptop and they've got you know a filing cabinet that's saying something else about their personality I'm not going to ask them a personal question we're going to get right down to this is the agenda (laughs) this is the agenda of our meeting is this a good use of your time yes or no and then make sure we're kind of following through and so just being able to adapt is important but I think that you just have to identify their disc and then yeah absolutely modify your talk track Exactly. I think it's important that, you know, you know who you're working with at all times, but your communication style matches it. Your email tone, your email length, for instance, the details you provide in your email or how you communicate with them is real super important. Yeah. And chances are, you know, typically objections are also going to be the thing that if you're, you know, if you're a salesperson and you're selling a product or service or, you know, you have a solution for someone, chances are the objection that your buyer tells you is that's telling you that you did not identify what they needed to know to sell your product. And so that's, that's another indicator, I guess, if you're a sales role and you're constantly getting the same objection, meaning like you weren't technical enough or you didn't provide enough ROI value, chances are that you're talking to a C and an S and you need to work on that specific, you know, that particular, okay, how can I get more technical in my skill? How can I identify ROI? Nothing about communication is one size fits all. There's always two people that are in that in that agreement i'm going to talk to you you're going to listen to me or you're going to talk to me and i'm going to listen to you and there's it's a back and forth there's a play um, that's happening with that and if we simply go into every situation as one size fits all then it's not necessarily that our communication is going to get lost but it's not going to be nearly as effective as we would like for it to be and so understanding who you are as a communicator who what your natural tendencies are and your personality your characteristics goes a long way to increasing your effect Effectiveness as a person, as a leader of an organization, as, a, as an owner of a company, or all the way down to 
you know what, the person that's answering the phones, quicker you could pick up on that stuff, the more effective that communication is going to be. And so thanks guys for coming out and just opening up about your own characteristics, your own personalities. Really grateful to have you guys on our team specifically, and especially how you go out and lead the conversations with the people that we work with. For all of you guys that are listening, I would recommend if, if anything else, go take an assessment. Just go Google a disk assessment. You can find one. If you don't find one that you want or you want to, if you're a high C and you want a little more specific guidance there, send us an email and Reba will send you our, the way that we do this internally. We would love to know what your disk profile says about you. And so find us on social media, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, we're on all the places. Post, let us know what is your disk profile. We would love to know how we can communicate with you better as an accounting firm and as a payroll company and all the ways that we serve your businesses. Thanks and have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. Head over to works.com for webinars, blogs, and more content. That's works, W-H-I-R-K-S.com. See you next time.